Hello, and welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. I am really excited to share today's episode with you because I have Dr. Lindsay Padilla on to talk all about private podcasting. If you aren't familiar with private podcasts, they are such a great way to make your online course or membership more accessible for your audience, and it can increase the amount of content that your audience actually consumes. There are so many other ways that you can use a private podcast other than an online course or membership that we're also going to talk about today. Dr. Lindsay Padilla is an ex-community college professor who accidentally started a business while on the tenure track. Now as the CEO and co-founder of the Hello Audio software, which takes your content and creates private audio feeds to make learning on the go much easier for your people, Lindsay challenges online industry norms of unfinished courses and unconsumed content with her product. I cannot think of a better person to learn about private podcasts with than Dr. Lindsay Padilla. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah, former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hi, Lindsay. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on the show today. I'm excited to be here. I always love talking with teachers. So I was first introduced to Hello Audio earlier this year. I had a client who had a group coaching program and I set up her Hello Audio account because she Mm. took her private or all of her lessons and turned them into private podcasts, which was awesome because I am not a person who will sit at my computer and watch a course. I'm... (laughs) awful at them to the point where I don't even (laughs) buy courses anymore because I know I think teachers make the worst students. That's a thing, right? That's a thing. For sure. For sure. So when I found out about Hello Audio and private podcasting, I'm literally obsessed and just think that there's so many opportunities for people to use this. So I'm so, so excited to dive into this with you, especially. So I was hoping that we could kind of first define what a private podcast is, and then we can go into more about how, how Hello Audio can help. With yeah, that. I, I love starting with the definition, right? Yeah. It's on the vocab is on the board. We're ready to go. Um, so private podcasting, essentially, this is a public podcast, which means it shows up in your app we call them podcatchers. So like Apple or Spotify or anywhere that you listen to a podcast, you could search it, right? Podcast spreads by word of mouth typically. And so you'd type in the name of the podcast and would come up. So private means you can't search it, right? So now you can see where this is going when it comes to gated premium content. You want to be able to protect that content because someone has to say, yes, I gave you $100 or $1,000 Therefore, I can't listen to it. So at its bare bones, that's what a private podcast is. It's something that is behind some level of security, behind a paywall. Um, We have people that use private podcasting in a free sense to collect an email address. So it doesn't have to be paid, but it's like you don't want Spotify to have it searchable is essentially the the main difference. Perfect. Would you say it's like kind of an even split of people that do 
paid private podcasts mm. and and uh, free private podcasts, I actually think of and I've only experienced free unless it's something that I've paid, like I've paid for a product. And now this is kind of like a bonus. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if it's like half and half. I think as you know, as it's because this podcast is for people who are running their own businesses online, whether it's a side hustle or full-time or all the things, right? We email addresses are kind of like the big currency. Like we, you know, social media could go down, your podcast, this public podcast could go down. Like I doubt it, but that all can happen. Uh, you know, Amazon went down the other day. So anything's possible. So yeah, like I think collecting email addresses is huge. So when someone opts in and you say, Hey, here's access to this material. I don't know internally how much like are free and how much are paid. I would say more is probably paid. I think people think and associate with kind of just the way we market it is like here's here's where you can hold exclusive premium content for people you care about them finishing the content and audio is a really great way to help them do that. But free is also an amazing tool and I think when I first started Hello Audio, which we can get into, it was about podcasting for courses. Like I literally called it podcast your course. That was before it was a full-blown, like the full-blown software it is today. And of course, what that attracted was a bunch of digital marketers, people who are selling their content online. And so they started using it in this public free attraction way, not just in the delivery way. So I, I would say it's a difference in like delivery and and attraction. Yeah, absolutely. And like just what your overall goals are of, of totally. getting people to listen. Yeah. So, okay. Now that we know what, what a private podcast is, what is Hello Audio? How does it help people create private podcasts? And how did it even come about? Yeah. I think starting at the beginning is good because it definitely has its uh, <laughs> beginnings in course creation. So, uh, and also in me, right? So I was a college professor. I literally yesterday... I just reshared a post that I made five years ago about a letter I wrote to myself because it um, on December 14th, it was my last day of teaching and I was leaving the college education system and this was in 2016. So it's very, it is very fresh with me every year that I left teaching because that was my last semester in the classroom. I think a lot of people, a lot of people listening too can probably relate to that because so many of them and myself included have left the teaching career and you always remember what that date was. Oh, you always remember. Yeah. And yeah, it was a, it was a big deal. And <laughs> we can, if this was a podcast about what it was like to start a business as somebody, I had an identity issues. I didn't, I didn't, oh, there's yeah. lots of things going on for sure. Yeah. So I left though, to help people create better online courses. I was part of a wave, like initial wave. I see a lot more of it now, but there was you know, there was a bunch of people teaching things online that didn't know how to teach, bottom line. And so I, I had taught online as part of my uh, course load. And so I just started using kind of what I was doing in the college classroom. I brought it to this kind of for-profit education, if you want to call it that. And so in that journey of consulting with entrepreneurs, creating digital courses... I was buying a lot of my own courses, probably way too many that I could consume. Yes. <laughs> and I found myself in a course that I really wanted to listen to. It was actually about money mindset, which is something I struggle with a lot. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, teachers turned entrepreneurs, that oh, transition yeah. from salary to like your output is dollars is such a weird <laughs> uh, flip. And so it was a money mindset course specifically. 
And the woman just had these recorded YouTube videos and she was sitting in front of like a fireplace and she was just chatting and like, and I loved listening to her. I could hear her talk all the time, but I'm like, why am I watching this? Like, there's no slides, there's no graphics, there's no like, here's how to do this. It was literally just like taking in her words. And I wanted to be able to listen to it over and over again too. There's something about that type of content. And I remember saying to my husband, like, can I just listen to this? Like, Her WordPress site was kind of annoying to navigate to get to the next video. And so that was like the first thing. So it wasn't about me saying, let's be a great teacher. It was about me as a student being like, I need this accommodation and it's not out there. And then I remember I'd like reflected on what I've been helping people do is everyone's talking about, you know, meeting people where they're at and offering them all types of modalities, like all things that we as educators would say, like, oh, different learning styles, which we know is like debunked, but most like the general public doesn't. So they're like, oh, I'll just put an MP3 under a lesson. They just don't, no one downloads MP3s. So you're not actually helping them with like the audio part at all. And so I was perpetuating that lie because I just, that was the only option. And so it was really that moment where I was like, wait, why has no one done this? Like, podcasting has it the way we all know in order like you can you can fast forward you can skip it plays quickly it's in one place and that was when it was like why is no one doing this and you can re-listen which is you can re-listen so like there's key. so many things it's just so much more accessible right my husband so i had a podcast actually called academics mean business so i also used to interview other people who left um it was a little more like a little more college focused but uh, it was it was people who started businesses as as academics, whether they had left or not. And that was again my own like therapy. <laughs> so I ran that podcast. <laughs> it is therapy. It it's totally, totally therapy is. processing it with other people. And it's yeah. nice to just like have a conversation with somebody when you're working at home by yourself all day. <laughs> totally. That too. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. So I had this podcast. My husband was like the editor. He also has been like an avid podcast listener, like literally since it came out. So like 15 years. And so he's like, and he's kind of techie, but not like the coding. I could make a web, like I could make a, an, an app techie, but enough that he knows how to navigate it. So he kind of just dove in, like, what are the security? Like, what, how does it work? Like, and all this stuff. And we just realized like, okay, private podcasting was just coming out. This is in like 2019. Some podcast hosting apps had it but they were like paywalled. You had to like enterprise, get on a demo. It's just this awkward. And then once we started seeing what they were doing, it was like, oh, well, they're targeting podcasters, trying to get podcasters to make, you know, $5 a month memberships. And we're like, that's not who this is for. Like, this is a totally different audience. And we're like, we do have to sell it because they built those pot, those platforms for podcasters. And, and Sarah... I don't know if you host on Hello Audio, the public podcast. I personally actually just left Libsyn like a few months ago, even though the product's been live for over a year. Wait, this is so funny that you say this because I host with Libsyn. I actually did not know until one of my clients actually just told me, I didn't realize that you all did public we hosting do host as well. Public hosting. Yeah. But I didn't leave for a long time. Just, well, I wasn't actively creating my show. Right. So I still want to host it because I still think it's people still download and listen to it. Right. But yeah, so, but Libsyn is just very clunky and and as is every other podcast app, because it's built in a way that's like, you're, you're launching a show this week here, like create the, create the episode. Here's all the things. And at Hello Audio, we're like, well, it doesn't matter if it's explicit content because it's private. So we got rid of that. So we just like, like tightened up everything, simplified and made it for creators. Easy. Like when I set that up, like I mentioned before, for one of my clients, I mean, 
I, I couldn't believe how easy it was. That's one of the things that I love about it so much. That was really important to us because I'm like, the we don't want people to identify. They don't necessarily need to identify as a podcaster to use Hello Audio. That that was like basically the overarching theme. Now, of course, a ton of podcasters are like, "This is dope," but we like initially it was like, "You don't have to make a show. You just right. need to put like your video content on here." So, yeah. so that's like kind of the origin story. It comes from this teacher who like was a student and wasn't was realizing we weren't helping people get through the content. And then you can get into the information about how audio, like people listen to like, you know, majority of people listen to almost the entire episode of every show that they subscribe to. They are loyal. They listen every week. And so there's something about the ease of, of audio that allows you to listen while you're doing something else, multitask, but still take in learning information. And you brought up repetition. That's where learning happens. It's not just because you're taking notes. It's like all of it. It's like, can I listen to this first and then go watch the video? That's a question I get a lot too. Like, well, what if my content is very like video-based? That's cool. Just give people the option to be able to binge it, listen to it first, pre-frame the lesson, right? right. And then go in and, and now they're not a stranger and overwhelmed with the information you're providing. And so, yeah, there's a lot of learning theory behind even how we like share or teach our people, like our users, how to use the product, how to use the audio. You don't have to just create audio courses. You can actually convert your videos, even if they're complicated, like Facebook ads or something like that. Yes. And I would love to get into that. It's just like when I was a teacher and I did reading groups, we would preview the book first and we yes. would kind of go through it together and then they would be able to go and, and do it on their own or we would you know read it together. So it's a very similar thing there. And I have a similar story to you. Like when I first started in online business, I started as kind of just like a, a general virtual assistant. And so when you're a VA, you're doing you're in every aspect of people's business. And so I would have clients who would say, I bought this course on Pinterest or I bought this course on pitching. Can you take it for me and then implement it? (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, oh God. And I, at the time I had, my daughter was in like very part-time preschool. And so I spent when you're, when she's in preschool for three hours, I'm spending Mm. most of that time driving there to drop her off driving to pick her up. And I'm like, if I could just listen to this course content in my car, it would be so Mm -hmm. much easier and it would save me so much time. And you probably tried to do that. So that's the other thing. It's dangerous. It's like on your mobile (laughs) and you're like clicking these tiny. (laughs) If it exits out of the screen, the audio stops. Oh my God. It's it's so so frustrating. Yes. So I am. I just think audio in general is just so amazing. And like you said, and and I would kind of love to dive into this in terms of like how people use it, Mm. because I've heard you say you're not trying to replace video courses. This is an addition and how you can make, make your course more accessible for people. And there might be like when I first learned podcast management, I took a course and there are modules where I have to look and I have to see how to use the editing software, but the tutorials that come before and after that, there's places where audio only makes sense and is totally so much easier for people. So I would love to know what are some ways that people mm-hmm. can use Hello Audio? What are some ways that you've seen people use it that have been really effective? Yeah. So some, so yeah, co- like educational content, like put the umbrella over that, right? Like you're trying to learn a course, you're in a membership 
And, and yeah, the videos may have walkthroughs. It may be how to, and you can decide as the teacher not to include that video. You could put a standalone episode that says like, Hey, this lesson, like I didn't drop the like audio here, go back to, you know, Kajabi or whatever membership site or course platform you use. Um, so there are, you know, ways to do that, but I even like to say, because, you know, I think it's a big objection killer uh, because a lot of reasons why people don't buy courses is they like say they don't have the time to finish. And so if you say, well, I also have it on podcast form. And I and if you are really busy, like we like all of us are, I totally understand, you know, I put it on a podcast feed for you to binge and then go like, don't take any action. Right. When you just like remove and give them permission to like not do the homework yes. as an adult learner, you're like, Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm busy. Like I can listen. What you're actually doing is empowering them with some information, not all of it. They can't go launch a Facebook ad, but they now actually have like some scaffolding as we know in education to like attach to. So when they watch the video, they don't feel lost and overwhelmed. So my big thing is like in courses and stuff, there are different strategies that different teaching people use. I always like to say too, we're not all the same type of teacher. And so, you know, you can pre-frame your class, the product and give them all the content at once. Um, Amy Porterfield uses the product and she runs it live. And so what she does is like, she releases the video first and then doesn't give them the audio until after. And she's just like, and so that just creates the, she's really highlighting. I mean, she spent all this time and money and she has, you know, amazing content. So it makes sense. So different teachers can make different choices of what works for their, you know, their, what they're teaching their audience, like how they like to teach, all the things. So that covers educational content. So again, why I built it, like the whole thing. Then we move into other things. <laughs> so um, uh, we have a lot of people that use it that are service-based. You brought up being like a VA. Maybe as a VA, you have private one-on-one clients um, and you're teaching other VAs how to become a VA, something yeah. like that. And so you're coaching them. Coaching calls for individual uh, clients. So they're paying you decent money to work with you one-on-one, wouldn't that be cool if after a Zoom session, a coaching session, you could give them the recording, not a link to a Google Drive? (laughs) And I think that's huge. And so then what happens is it ends up in the person's player. And this is where I think the magic of Hello Audio is, is like it ends up next to podcasting for educators, uh, online marketing made easy, like all the podcasts. And it's like, oh, I could listen to this and I will, but like, shoot, I bought that course (laughs) or like, shoot, (laughs) I want to re-listen to this. Like, and so that's the cool, it like meets people where they're already at. So anything of value that of like information that you want to give your top customers, the people who like love you and are consuming everything you do could end up in a podcast player. So we have people do online summits. That's another thing. I, I bet a lot of your yeah. listeners have listened to summits where yes. there's a whole bunch of speakers, 20, 30 speakers. And yeah, we pick and choose the ones we want, but there's usually people that we miss for whatever reason, timing and scheduling and like all the stuff. And so this idea that you can listen to it and not watch it, like most summits, yes. again, interviews or like teaching some basic concepts that aren't super complicated, they could all be listened to. I love that idea because yeah. I'm, I'm, it's for summits for me are the same as an online course. I look at the oh, presenters so and I'm much. like, oh, this is going to be amazing. 
and I get my ticket and I never watch anything. Don't go in. <laughs> so <laughs> totally. I love the idea of doing it in a podcast. I mm-hmm. actually, I bought, you guys had an awesome Black Friday deal. And this is when I first started sharing it. And I had some, some people purchase it and they were like, I'm not even sure how I'm going to use it yet, but I'm just going to get it because I know yep. I want to use it. And I'm planning in the new year to create kind of like an onboarding sequence for my clients. Yes. So mm-hmm. because I send them this beautiful, detailed welcome packet, but I don't think that many people actually people read it, <laughs> which I get. I totally get it. Totally. So I'm going to basically turn that into a podcast and then I can add to it for my current clients just to give like really quick, like five minute updates in the podcasting world so yeah. that we're all on the same page. So, oh, so good. good. Yeah. So like client onboarding, team onboarding, yes. team calls, any coaching calls where like I just had a tarot reading. I, I do oh, a year I at a glance. It. Love it. And every year they go through every month and say what card got pulled and like what things to look, pay attention to that month and all of that. And I literally have this feed called Listen Lindsay. And it's any calls that I am a part of that I just like have the access to the recording for whatever reason. And then I'm like listening to every month as it comes in because... Otherwise, I never would have like gone back to a video of us just looking like there's nothing to look at. Like, (laughs) so that's a use case like personal. So there's also these really interesting personal cases like our communities are sharing things like, um, well, during the pandemic, someone's daughter was learning how to read. And so they sent the feed to all family members as part of the present of her reading. And so like grandparents got to hear the child reading and I'm just like bawling. Like that is the cutest thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People have used it as like memorials, sending like stories for like funerals and stuff like that. Oh, how cool. So there's, there's all these like cool personal use cases too, not just marketing. So I'm very curious to know, have you ever heard of actual schools using private podcasts? Because I just uh, feel like that would be so smart. For, I have so for, much to say on this. For both like <laughs> yeah. personal development, like don't make teachers go and sit and spend hours, put it in a podcast or I even know. teach like teachers could even create feeds for parents for the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. Like has, has oh, that's happened? good. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. So I call it, I come from like the college space, right? Yeah. So, and I attracted a lot of people with my podcast, with my presence online, if the, if yes. the like professor slash entrepreneur person. And so we actually have Hello Audio users that do use it in their classroom. Then when I think about though, like largely what it could be, when you think of podcast, if you Google podcasting for education, yeah, it's like lesson planning. Like, how can you make podcasts as part of a a cool learning and creative tool and blah, 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 which is all amazing. And yes, that's also great. But the reality is like as, as a college professor who taught online and as a college professor who taught hybrid, even like I actually had some courses that we met in person one day a week and then the rest was done online, which is really good in a community college setting. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, if someone just had to miss a couple classes, you know, wouldn't that be cool if my lecture was just recorded from that day and uploaded automatically and ended up in their podcast player? Yes. <laughs> yes. So like <laughs> there is totally a world where Hello Audio, there's like a, you know, Stanford has their own Hello Audio, like an all, and every class you're enrolled in has all, you know, a feed. It's there. And this was a decision that we've relatively made within the last year that we don't really want to pursue the ed tech market. It's just that sales cycle. So as somebody also who was on all the committees for distance ed, I know how long it takes to make decisions like that and to teach people and all the things. So 
What we may do is do more of a bottoms up approach, which is professors just start using it or teachers just start using it. And then their school then is like, hey, like we want to buy a license. I wouldn't be surprised with our presence in this space that there isn't somebody who targets that completely and basically does what Hello Audio does, but targets that market. It's just it's just fascinating because me and my husband are co-founders. He's a physics professor and I taught sociology. So we're both college professors who left like, and we know it intimately, like how yeah. the teacher would use it and all the things. So yeah, at the moment, it's an, in- an individual basis. We may or may not do like a .edu license, um, mm-hmm. but I could totally see it in elementary, like in all, all the way through K through 12. Yeah. For the reasons you bring up, like I watch some of my friends who now have kids who are getting into junior high and doing math and they have no idea, but they're trying to help their kid. And yes. it's like, wouldn't that be cool if like the algebra teacher, you could re-listen to it? Like maybe you enjoyed math, like when you were in school, that wouldn't be me. That is going to be Derek's job when our baby comes. But I like could totally see like re- refreshing up. Like how did the teacher explain this? What do, what are they expecting of this homework? So the parent could listen yeah. essentially and help the child. So there are cool ways, or like you said, prep. For yeah, the like beginning of the year. year, you know, you have like a big back to school night where you meet all the parents, but yep. a lot of parents can't make it or they just yeah. want to be able to have a resource where they can go back and see like, you know, what's the curriculum for the year? What's your office hours? What are when are conferences? Just little things that you can send home in a backpack, but it might not get read. And this again, just like back to or even end up because right. All the schools yeah. pretty much went virtual last year, whether yeah, they yeah, wanted yeah. to or not. And so, yeah, integrating with something like Canvas or Schoology or some of the popular learning management systems, that was how, as a teacher, I was always the tech. I always wanted to see what apps were being created that would make my classroom better. And I would always go to the integrations page and just see, like, what could I play with? So that's on our radar. It's like a whole nother world. It's all it is. And it's like a whole different type of business, actually, too. And so that's why it has to be like kind of that conscious decision. Yeah, um, yeah. But I totally see it having a space in education for sure. Yes. Very interesting. So I'd love to kind of just give like a quick picture from the user experience, because mm. I know when, if people haven't used a private podcast before, they're like, how, how exactly does this work? So I, again, was just surprised from a user point of view when I've signed up for somebody's podcast, how easy it is. Like you literally get an email and you click on it and then it magically appears in my Apple podcast app, which I just think is so cool. Yeah. And then it's there. Yeah. So the creator, like the user who pays for Hello Audio, like it typically feels like a, a, a podcast app, but we're very... We look at all of them and we're like, man, this page that they have is like miles long. So like we try to make it like a little more accommodating on that uh, that side. We allow you to bulk upload videos. So if you have like 60 course videos and you want to literally convert your course into audio, you can do that in like one fell swoop, which that was really important to us. Yeah. So so you you can can drag and drop. Just so you can put a video in there and it'll, yep. Oh yeah. That I did not know. I think when yeah. I've done this before, I've actually like <laughs> used something else to strip the audio and then. Correct. So we, we were cool. like, so did we, right. You go to that yeah. shady website and yeah. you have to do one out of time. Audioconverter.com. <laughs> Correct. And you're like, this doesn't seem safe, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, okay. yeah. So we do that for you. And then we also have a new feature coming out. I think it's going to be out by Friday. The Google Dive, uh, Drive integration will at least. It's called audio. We call it audio inbox. Okay. Zoom is next, but uh, we have there's we're going through all the admin stuff from both sides, and um, Zoom will be in Zoom Marketplace. But essentially, what will happen is your Drive, your your Zoom, and then we're working on Vimeo and Loom right now. 
they're integrated, they end up and they see that there's a recording in one of your linked accounts, and then it will just be waiting for you in Hello Audio, whether or not you want to put it in audio form or what? not. Yeah. So, so, so cool. even as a public <laughs> podcast, as we're recording on Zoom right now, this recording would show up there and you can then drag it and drop it into the public podcast version as well. So we're really focused on creators who have their own businesses, saving them time. Um, we do things like transcriptions and stuff like that. So from the creator side, the user side, super easy. But then also from the listener side, from the student side, um, like you mentioned, the one-click subscribe is really yeah. cool. It works most of the time. There are sometimes like Apple, when Apple updated their podcast oh, app, gosh. <laughs> it was like losing private feeds and it would like pretend it would look like it wasn't subscribing, but it actually was. So they just fixed that bug. So yeah, that is one thing about Hello Audio where... That's like our like tough thing, I guess, is we are dependent on third-party apps playing it. We don't have our own player. And so if Apple changes something, if you know Spotify changes something, we have to like adapt. And not all podcast players, it's one of these weird parts of the tech space. Um, a lot of them don't function the same and don't have some of the same like technology. So we try to be one that can play in everything. And that's yeah. always on our top of mind is like. Right now, we don't have seasons, but seasons, if you use seasons in, in podcasting, it only plays on like two apps. So <laughs> it won't show on all of them. And so it's like, yeah, we could add it, but like your users aren't getting the same experience. And we don't want you from a teaching perspective to think that you're making it really clear about what modules there are when like right. majority of your people have no idea. And so we make choices like that, at least right now. But for the most part, it's a relatively seamless experience. And we wanted it to be platform agnostic. So literally, you are meeting your people where they're already listening to audio. Yeah, it's great. No, I've, I mean, with my experience with it from both sides has been seamless. So Yay. I love yeah. to hear that. <laughs> so I just have a couple questions for you that I've gotten from people that I wanted mm. to ask about. So the one thing that I've gotten multiple times is, if somebody has, first of all, just in general, if somebody has a private podcast and they're delivering it to people via email, is there a way to ensure that somebody's not then taking that link and like sending it yes. to somebody else? Good question. Yes, that is that's like literally the crux of the product where I was like, this can't be shareable otherwise. Right. And we'll get into like where that line is drawn because okay. it's not perfect. But we built in what everything that we could at the moment. So that link for Sarah, who signed up for a course, gets sent to you and you paid for it, right? You paid a thousand dollars. Maybe you're a person who's like, Hey, I'm going to share this login with my friend who's just starting her business. I want to save her some money. Right. Which could happen. I mean, that Which happens totally with any, happen. could happen with any <laughs> online course, right? Totally happened with any, and this is where I stand on that. And we'll, we could talk about that, but <laughs> If you subscribe, your link completely dies. So you can't share from within the app an oh, episode and say like, oh, listen to this episode, right? Or listen to this feed. If you sent that to me and I clicked on it and or if you forwarded me that email, which feels like any you could do, it will say feed is not there. Like it will literally kill the link. Very cool. And we have some caveats in there because there's some really interesting things. This is probably getting too techie, but like no, I your, love email, your email platform sometimes pre-clicks on links to see if it's spam for you, which I didn't even know was a thing. Me either. And so 
depending on what software you're using to track your email, that could happen. And so Sarah, who thought she bought a product, it ended up in spam and then she pulls it out of spam and then she goes and clicks and says it's dead, has to tell the teacher, hey, it's not working. Mm -hmm. And so we give people the ability to reset a link, which would send you a new one. But we also give the ability to maybe subscribe to a couple different products or or using different like things, right? So you have an iPhone, you have an iPad, you have a computer, maybe you do do some listening at the computer. Mm -hmm. And so you as the teacher can decide, give them two chances, right? Give them three chances. And they have to be within this hour or something like that, which is usually when someone signs up, they're like, so we have it set that it's about an hour and you can change that to be not. So there's different parameters to create higher like security, but essentially that's like the way it works. And we're really happy with that. There are some people who wish we would do password protected feeds Mm. and I, it's that funny would kind because of run into the same kind of issues. It, though, it right? ends up running into the same problem yeah. and it's not as protected as people think. And so yeah. that it's, it. we play this game of like, well, if it feels like it's more protected, maybe we should give that to our users, but then right. it's like, right. So when you get into where there is a line, so the way podcast apps now, again, third party, they like are controlled by the end user. So Sarah, maybe you have a phone that has I don't know, a whole bunch of gigs of space and you like having the the content downloaded to your phone. Mm-hmm. That's a choice you make in your podcast player. I think now people, real podcast listeners that listen to a lot of shows tend not to download, but to stream. Yeah. And that's because it saves space. Like, Why do I need this to be saved on my phone? But there are some people that save it to their phone. If the if they save it to their phone, that now is out in the world, so to speak, in that they can pull the file and share that file. But the ease of like subscribing or listening in their player or sharing really quickly is completely gone. So we do have this mix of, yeah. I mean, essentially, I here's the crazy thing with podcasting. I could rip this entire podcast oh, yeah. of your show and put it as my own yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like on the internet and you would just have to know I did that. And you could and host it on happened. Hello Audio. I've heard this this happen. happens all the time. We actually, that's actually how we test our product. We actually optimized our feeds and we load uh, faster than we used to. And the Derek was like, what's like a podcast that like has probably like a thousand episodes? And he's like, The Daily, which is mm-hmm. a very public daily news podcast. Yeah. So we ripped it, like, put, like redirected the feed to us, like, whatever, however he did that. And that's yeah. how we tested it. So, like, it's all like content is all like, no matter the platform, no matter if there's, there's, um, logins, people are going to download it and post it. I know the course that I have that I teach, I get messages all the time that it's on a site for $99 or whatever. I still have a product that is out if people, but yeah, so it's just, it's part of the game. Yeah, it is. And I mean, it's okay with courses. I mean, anybody could, you know, get your information and log in. And so it's just the same kind of thing. You have to go into it thinking not with the mindset, oh, everybody's going to everyone's going to steal it. And I'm going to, exactly. It's just like, there's going to be a bad actor or they do it. And that's the thing too, is I've been big on this with courses as well is like people, 
you always see them in the groups talking about like, how do I, I'm not going to let them download the video. And I'm like, yeah, yes. but that's really annoying if they're on a trip and like <laughs> yes. they're in the middle of nowhere and they don't have Wi-Fi. So you're right. essentially creating a worse learning experience for the people who paid you than worrying about the people who are going to rip you off and put it somewhere. Like, yeah. what? like, yeah, you yeah. want to make it as easy for people as you can, because you want people to go through your course or whatever it is and finish it and have, you know, hundred percent completion and then be able to share their, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Exactly. So kind of along the same lines, another question I've gotten is if somebody has a membership, like a monthly Mm. membership and, you know, of course with those kinds of things, some people will join and then they'll cancel. So can you kick people out? of your private. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which is <laughs> crazy. I I've hosted on lots of different course platforms and worked with lots of them and a lot of them don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is bananas to me. Like the platforms that actually take the dollars are not able to yes. connect it and make the yes. account do it. So, yeah, I think the way we do it is through Zapier. Um I'm pretty sure. So, okay. um we have help documentation on that. Derek is the person who usually talks about like the nuances of it. But yeah, that was also very important to us from that perspective of like, if the person stops paying, I want to be able to turn off their feed. So you can do it manually, but you can also have it auto set up. And usually that's tied to things like tagging um, and stuff like that in your email software um, associated with your course platform. Very cool. And then I know you all have, you have like a couple different feed types. So mm-hmm. you can release everything at once. You could drip it out. Am I missing anything? Pre-scheduled, date-based. Pre-scheduled. Yeah. yeah. And then we have some advanced ones. So speaking of memberships, we have... So basically, we looked at the course world and we're like, how are courses being done? We're going to do that with podcasting. So that's, yeah. again, what separates us from most podcasting software who does you know private podcasting. And one of them is our membership feed, which essentially says it depends on the type of membership you run. But if you run a membership where you don't want someone seeing content um, in the months prior to them paying for whatever reason, they don't get access to a back archive. Uh, we do that. So, like, basically, if you sign up in July and all the content from June prior, you wouldn't see it, but it's still the same feed. So, it's essentially tied to when you as a listener joined. And that's also how Drip works. So, if okay. you as a listener sign up for like a 30 day challenge or something like that, I get day one today and you sign up a week later, that's also your day one when you sign up. So it's totally tied to the person's start date. So we know that that matters in different types of content formats as well. Very cool. If So if somebody was to do, because I know we've talked a lot about like using it with a course or, or membership, but if somebody were to do, like I've seen people do like maybe a six episode series oh, yeah. that like leads to a digital product or leading up to a launch or something. So you could have it open, say your launch window was like two weeks. You could have the podcast kind of shut down after two weeks. Yeah. So you can set an expiry date based on a date like on this day on the you know 15th of December it expires or it could be based on Sarah had it for 2 weeks and it expires after 2 weeks so again okay. it's date based or drip but then you can decide to pull the feed after and so what that looks like since we talked about it if the person downloaded it and it's still on their app it will still be there but if they streamed it and they go to click it, it's going to look like it's still there. And this is app by app different. Google's the best at this, actually. Google Podcasts 
literally says the feed can't be found when you do an expired feed, which is like, I wish everyone acted like that, but Apple, they're like, oh yeah, you totally subscribe to this. And then you go and click it. And then it's like, oh, it just disappears. Uh So anyways, there are some nuances to what people will experience. And, um, and that's just the reality of how those apps are designed. Um, but majority of people will get it. They will not be able to play it. They will not be able to go back to even to something they already listened to because all streaming will die as the podcast goes to find the episode. It won't be able to find it basically. Okay. Very cool. That makes sense. Yeah. All the podcast apps, it would be so much easier if they were, or like platforms, if they were just all the same, but and there's people doing some really cool stuff. It's just, yeah. Oh yeah. There's other ones that are really far behind, but happen to be majority of the user base. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Well, is there anything else you can think that we haven't covered that might be really helpful for people to hear? You know, I, I just think like with audio, it's, it's like a 2022, like marketing prediction. And like, you know, I do think audio is in its infancy and we're, we're going to see really cool changes in the next couple of years. So as you're listening to this, we're in the early stages, like this is early adoption. And what I love about the product that we've created and about what we get to do at Hello Audio is we get to make you guys look really cool and like, like rock stars and like amazing business owners who care about their users or their customers, because that's like the end goal. Like we're in the business of making you look good. And that is what a private podcast can do for you. Like most people are like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this was possible. Thank you so much for putting it on a private podcast. So from a marketing perspective, it's still innovative, but it also just solves a a pain point that like most of us have as consumers. And it's just such a value add that is probably the quickest ROI that you can get in your business. Like a lot of value ads take more time and money and all the things. With like private podcasting, if you already have content and you just provide a feed, it's such a great value add that takes, like you said, like minutes. Yes, literally. <laughs> literally minutes. Um, <laughs> maybe hours if you want to dig into some of the fancy stuff that we do, but like right. it's it's just such an easy thing to implement in your business. And I'm really, I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's amazing. And kind of just along the lines of what you said, if you aren't quite ready to dive into having like a traditional podcast that you're mm, putting out every yes. week. This is just such a great option. Like you don't have to have a show. No, you don't have to have a show. Like, no, yeah. You already have this content created in whatever, whatever you're in, a course or a membership, or even like fa- Facebook Lives, Instagram Facebook Lives. lives. Like, oh, we're gonna integrate with that in audio inbox too. There's yeah. So many things that you can do from content that you've already created and you're just putting it on another platform and making the listener's life so much easier. It's just more accessible. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see like you guys continue to progress and all the cool things that you come up with. I will be following very closely. So now where can people, if they are ready to get started and they want to learn more where, yeah, I think there's a couple of cool starting points. So a common question is like, I think you brought it up. Like there are people that bought it and was like, I'm not quite sure how to use this in my business. So I always like sharing our success stories podcast, which is a great starting point. So it's, it's going to take you to a landing page. That's going to say opt into this to listen about like how people use hello audio. And what we're delivering to you is the real voices of people who use hello audio and how they use them in their business. Now they're not all educators. So, um, but you'll get ideas. They're all marketers who are trying to grow their audience and, you know, sell things online essentially. And so if you go to go.helloaudio.fm forward slash stories, S T 
T-O-R-I-E-S. <laughs> I, you know what? You gave me this link. I, yep. I will put all of this in the show notes. And yeah. then you can feel what it's like too. So it, you'll opt yes. in, you'll see us, like you'll see the experience. You'll be able to listen. You can fast forward or click to the ones that sound interesting to you. There are a lot of them. <laughs> Um, and that's a great starting point. And then the other place I like to point people is our Facebook group. You do not have to be a user to come into our group. So it's a great place to sit and observe and watch people share, ask questions, you know, share their wins with their business. Um, we also host a thing called Feed Friday. Every Friday, the co-founders get on there. We talk marketing. So if you want to come and be like, hey, I'm thinking of creating this lead magnet, we like our marketers at 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 our core, or two out of the three of us. And it's also where we make announcements about what's coming, upcoming features and stuff like that as well. And so that's we do that on Facebook Live in, in the group. So it's a great way to just kind of sit back and observe and you don't have to take the plunge yet. And that's just helloaudio.community. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I'll have to join that. I didn't know that you all had a Facebook group. You all are wonderful. I just have to say, I've I've oh, had thanks. a few questions here and there and I've emailed and I've gotten a response. Oh, right Derek away, runs support. Is- He's good. I'll tell him he said that. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome. And I I know that it'll give people a lot of great ideas of how they can use Hello Audio and private podcasting. And I so appreciate you being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at podcasting for educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.